Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. This is the All You Can Eat Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the all-NBA food for thought show, providing championship-flavored dishes every Monday and Friday, where we hope you'll enjoy the good times and the laughs with us as we go in-depth with our analysis of players, teams, coaches, general managers, and, yes, including owners, who are making a significant impact around the association. We're so glad that you decided to tap in with your ace, NBA head chef, Royce King, and the rest of our chefs so you can do these dishes. So without further ado, let's get right into it. The guest call-in number, 929-477-2759. I'm so excited to be back in the kitchen this evening. We got a lot to discuss and talk about. Uh, the first thing, though, I want to introduce uh, something that we'll probably start doing on uh, Monday nights for sure is a, what we'll call the dish of the night. You might call it a lock of the night. We'll take a look at what's on tap in terms of the schedule, and uh, we're going to give you that, that selection as our lock. And so tonight, I want to roll with uh, the Rockets on the road. It's a preseason contest, but we got a couple of Top five picks, the Houston Rockets, Amen Thompson on the road versus Victor Wembayama's San Antonio Spurs. And I'm rolling with Amen Thompson to have a monster night. From what I could see and what I've heard is that there might be a game-time decision. He may not play tonight. Either way, I'm looking forward to this to being – uh, a preview of some exciting basketball that you might be able to expect 
from the Houston Rockets as well as the San Antonio Spurs this upcoming season. So the lock of the night, Rockets on the road to beat the Spurs with Ahmed Thompson having a monster night. We'll more than likely throw that around the kitchen as some of these other chefs decide uh, whether or not they got the free time to roll in and want to discuss that topic with me. Other than that, we'll keep it moving right along and uh, view some of the other interesting things that we have going on in the NBA uh, where life is good for uh, players, personnel, and you and I as fans. I'm certain that we had a good time this weekend. We had a lot of basketball to view, but I won't go back any further than Sunday where something very interesting occurred, in my opinion, and that was the Charlotte Hornets beat the upstart Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder is one of those teams that a lot of the so-called experts have been discussing as a team that can outright make the playoffs this upcoming season. We're not talking play-in. We're talking outright top six. So nowadays you have to look at positions seven, eight, nine, and ten as some kind of wild card, some free-for-all for the bottom feeders to try to make it more interesting. But no, I say again, there are some so-called NBA experts who have chosen the Oklahoma City Thunder to be a top 16. And that's not even discussing the Sacramento Kings, but I digress. We'll touch on them at another time. But on Sunday, the Hornets beat the Thunder 117-115, led by P.J. Washington. He was flat out on fire shooting the basketball five of eight from behind the arc, 13 of 18 from the field. He went for 31 points, three rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, and five made three-pointers, as I mentioned. And he did that in just 24 minutes. That's pretty impressive when you consider the source. I mean, it's P.J. Washington. He's not considered the uh, primary scorer or option one on that team. And anytime you hear people speak of the Charlotte Hornets, you're expecting to hear them discuss the passing ability of LaMelo Ball and uh, the lob threat that was, at one point in time, Miles Bridges. Should I stop right here and discuss what's going on with Miles Bridges? That man has enough issues in his life. He doesn't need someone else pointing out that maybe he needs more time away. We weren't there. We don't know if he's been getting any type of therapy and working through his issues. All I'm going to say is we wish Miles Bridges the best, and maybe right now is not the time for him to attempt to focus on having an NBA career. There are some things that are just way more important than dribbling the basketball right now for that young man. So we're going to keep that moving right along, and let's talk about what I consider an upset. That's right, the Bucks upset the Los Angeles Lakers 108-97 on Sunday. LeBron James resting again already. King, we're just getting started, and he's already resting. I guess that's what we can expect at this point when you're 38 going on 39 and it's year 21. He's going to do everything he can, I'm sure, to try to push out that all-time scoring record, the NBA. He overtook Kareem Abdul-Jabbar last season. So LeBron's resting in this preseason matchup. But what did we see? We got our first glimpse of Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo working together to formulate what people are suspecting might be the most dynamic duo since Shaq and Kobe. 
remains to be seen if that's going to be the case. But what we did see was Giannis still getting downhill and getting in the paint. He's still representing himself well and being a presence on the defensive end, blocking shots. That's right. We'll go even so far to say that Giannis was so proud of himself in his block shot on Christian Wood, he posted it on social media, and he even added Christian Wood. Christian Wood's response, that he circled the date on the calendar. What? <laughs> Are you serious, Christian? You're circling dates? Are you some type of matchup nightmare for Giannis? Did we did we miss it? I mean, because I, I don't get it. It sounds like a, a, a joke. You're circling dates for when you play Giannis as if you're his nemesis. Like, you could really carry this guy's lunch to work. I don't think so. Laker fans, congratulations. You have Christian Wood. He's delusional. But on the Damian Lillard side of the conversation for the Bucks versus Lakers, look, he had a good showing. He didn't do too much. He didn't do too little. He made shots. He made the right play. I believe it's going to be a seamless transition for Giannis uh, playing next to Dame. And why show all that what you can be as if someone's forgotten? That's one of those issues or conversational pieces that I can't stand when people say, uh, well, that player has to remind people of what he or she can do. That makes no sense, right? Not to me at all. So Dame doesn't have to remind me that this guy can drop 30 on your head at any given moment, and he could do it in a variety of ways, whether that's uh, long-distance three-pointers off the catch-and-shoot, off the bounce, or if he gets multiple trips to the line. Uh, on any given night. So you're talking about one of the 75 greatest players of all time and one of the best guards in the league currently. So that's kind of what I took from that game. LeBron James, again, I'm saying you're resting. Okay, King brother. I look forward to seeing you uh, on Tuesday. Season tip is going to be go time. The Warriors, on the other hand, needed overtime to beat the Sacramento Kings 121-115. Now, the Sacramento Kings is a team that is getting zero, excuse me, zero, absolutely zero respect in the Western Conference. After finishing with the number three seed last season, no one's talking about the Sacramento Kings when they're talking about how loaded the West is. When you consider all the teams at the top that are getting discussions, who've added pieces and signings and made adjustments, it is the Sacramento Kings who's probably returning, arguably next to the Denver Nuggets, the most cohesive unit in terms of players who know their system and what's expected of them uh, and what they'll have to do. And the the role players should fit in uh, rather seamlessly. So I'm excited about the Kings. Unfortunately, that contest went to overtime, and uh, the bench and the youth there of Oklahoma City, more importantly, you're talking about a guy like Jonathan Kaminga, who's currently leading the Warriors in preseason points per game at around 26. So if it's 
going to go anything like it has in the past there in San Francisco and Oakland. Jonathan Kaminga is going to act a complete fool in preseason and light up the board, and then Coach Kerr is going to straightjacket him and place him in bubble wrap and bury him six feet underground. Because that's what usually happens. He gets us all excited about what he's capable of, his potential, and his high ceiling. But then Coach Kerr figures he's too young, can't win with him right now during the regular season. It's time, Steve. Let us know what you're going to do, and the sooner the better. Because there are people out here who are trying to create fantasy rosters, and they want to win, and they've been drooling, waiting and waiting for Jonathan Kaminga to hit. They want to win big with Jonathan Kaminga. And I've noticed on a certain site that Jonathan Kaminga is no longer eligible at small forward and power forward. He is now power forward center eligible. <laughs> what? Did he grow five inches or something? Center eligibility for Jonathan Kaminga? Enjoy that gift, fantasy freaks. Because if you can plug in an athletic wing at the center spot, who's definitely going to shoot the three ball and get some steals with the occasional block. That's a bonus. That's how I see that. So congratulations to those who are uh, currently owners or anticipating being able to draft or trade for Jonathan Kaminga. Another regular uh, in the fantasy game there in that contest, the minus a bonus was up to his old ways, points, rebounds, assists, and I'm certain that you enjoyed his first two three-pointers that he knocked down. They looked very clean, very smooth, not much hesitation. I think he was trying to send a message to the Golden State Warriors, even though it was preseason, that he wouldn't be the same guy that you would be willing to just let shoot from the outside this upcoming regular season and uh, hopefully fast-forwarding into the postseason of 23-24. Another game we had was the Heat. They knocked off the Memphis Grizzlies by a score of 132-124. Not much to see here. It's preseason. I'm not a huge fan of the Heat or the Memphis Grizzlies for that matter, but I do like their player personnel. So if you're trying to build a fantasy team that can be competitive, right, Jimmy Butler is somebody you have to always look at. Bam, out of bio is continuing to grow and impress. John Moran is going to miss the first 25 games, so he's obviously somebody that you want to stay away from. You might stash him if you're in that position and it's favorable for your league format. Jaron Jackson Jr. won his first Defensive Player of the Year award. In my opinion, is premature victory. I thought the Defensive Player of the Year last season where his big man goes, was Brooke Lopez. I thought it was pretty obvious. But there's been such anticipation and clamor for Jaron Jackson Jr. to win Defensive Player of the Year just based on block shots alone. And, and, and folks, let me tell you, you've got to do more than just block shots to be Defensive Player of the Year. You've got to rebound at a high level. That's the only way I'm personally going to respect your receiving the award. You've got to do 700-plus total rebounds. I don't care about the sexy averages. I care about what you did in totality. I'm used to big men winning the award when they rebound at a high clip, right, in terms of season totals as well as averages. 
you can average 11 to 12, essentially a season total of 700-plus, that's defense. If you block over 130, anywhere between 130 to 200 block shots or near 200, that's defensive player of the year. But you got to do it in combination. If you can get your hand on 82 to 102 steals per game as a big man, I think that's pretty impressive. These are the things that I'm considering for defensive player of the year when you're talking about a big. So, anyway, congratulations to Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, let's not forget Desmond Bain, who I, I definitely uh, love his game there in Memphis. He's going to have the opportunity to put up big numbers, and he's already secured his big bag of money for the upcoming season. So, with that, all that being said, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we'll be right back here at Fantasy Basketball. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. All right. Welcome back. As we continue with those scores from Sunday, October 15th, the Toronto Raptors blew out Taipans, uh, 134-93. It was the all-NBA squad running away with the victory there. And the Nuggets over the Chicago Bulls by a score of 116-102. Denver's core of Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Aaron Gordon absolutely look ready to play this upcoming season. These three gentlemen were locked in, and uh, they looked like they might have been the best three players on the floor. But someone who was taking off his hat and coat and clearing his throat, P-Dub, that's Patrick Williams of the Chicago Bulls, thoroughly impressed by what he's done thus far this preseason. And yesterday, he looked like, he might want to be the second coming of a healthy version of Kawhi Leonard, that young Kawhi there in San Antonio before the injuries. Patrick Williams was knocking down shots from the outside, attacking the basket, showing that uh, he's healthy right about now and ready to go for this upcoming season. So, again, if you're a fantasy owner out there and you're looking for some names that might not have a lot of shine to them, not glittery, but of some substance, this might be the year that Patrick Williams finally delivers on all that expectation because he's healthy. A lot of times we tend to discount some of these guys in the fantasy game because they lack availability. And that makes perfect sense. You got to have a guy that you can plug in and kind of just like shut your eyes and keep on moving as they produce for you. This might be that year for one Patrick Williams. As we transition to a little bit of discussion about three players that seem to keep uh, coming across my radar for some conversation as guys that are going to 
play or produce beyond their current values or where the average analyst or expert, you know, values them. Average probably wasn't the right word to place in there, but this is what came out. We'll keep it moving. These three gentlemen are one, Anthony Edwards, two, Michael Bridges, three, Jordan Poole. We'll get to them in that order. Clearly, Anthony Edwards value is for discussion's sake. I don't know what we're talking about even when we use some of these words. What is his value? What's your opinion of his value? What's my opinion? You ask 10 different people, we're all going to say something different. But what we're basically trying to say in short is he's pretty damn good. We like him and we'll probably draft him in the first round if he's still sitting there on the board and available when it's our turn. Right? I think that's what we're basically trying to say. So he's got about first round value. Okay? I don't know how he could return greater than first round value, in my opinion. You're either first round or you're not. Edwards has proven last season and what we are excited about after witnessing him in uh, the FIBA tournament, the World Cup, is that he appears to be poised to be the unquestioned leader in Minnesota. And what we tend to do is we equate that with field goal attempts, points per game averages. But the reality is is I'm playing in a nine-category league that doesn't do turnovers. We do double-doubles. And so while it's a salary cap league and, you know, you have to evaluate his costs, this year, I think he's still sitting around $13 million. His, his big money kicks in, I believe it is, next season. And his his averages, I think he's sitting around like 25, 24 points per game, something like that. Four or five boards, four or five assists, some steals, multiple threes. It's very good, okay? Like, you want to have Anthony Edwards on your team right now at $13 million. It makes no sense. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer not hard to, to to know why you should have this guy, right? Always got to peek around the corner and see if there's anything coming, man. Like, could this guy disappoint? Is there anything, anything that could cause me to say, uh, he might not hit some of these marks? Because some people who got some extreme measures for where Anthony Edwards could go this year. I'm more even keel. I expect him to do what he's done, but I'm not ready to say that Anthony Edwards is going to take the next step and truly be in the MVP conversation this season. I don't think there's anybody talking about Anthony Edwards for MVP this year. But does that mean that he couldn't do it? No. It doesn't mean that. I mean, his team is talented enough when you talk about all-stars like Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. You got quality players who performed and had all-star seasons, whether they got the nod or not. And Mike Conley, even though he's a little longer in the tooth at this point in his career, and you got young upstarts like Jaden McDaniels, Nas Reed. This is a very good team, and Chris Finch as head coach, he's not 
really a slouch or a scrub. He's doing a pretty good job with the personnel and roster that he has. But the question, can Anthony Edwards be in the MVP conversation? Hmm, could be. But if he is, kudos to the fantasy owner who drafted or traded for Anthony Edwards this offseason because you are going to probably at least make a playoff appearance if you know how to construct the rest of your roster. I mean, no one guy should win it all for you in fantasy these days. The league has a lot of parity, but Anthony Edwards, he's, he's, he's pretty, pretty damn good. When it comes to Michael Bridges being the man in Brooklyn, I'm going to ask you to slow down. Certainly, Michael Bridges is probably poised in position to be uh, the leader in points per game on that team. I won't challenge you or offer you any pushback when it comes to that. However, there's a guy on that roster who's always who's already been an all-pro time all-star, who's already secured that big bag and is uh, one year away from being a free agent. So he's got to perform, and he's returning to help, and his name is Ben Simmons. Now, Ben Simmons is absolutely going to help Michael Bridges shine, but Bridges is also going to help Ben shine. And when you're thinking fantasy, you're talking points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, percentages. I mean, look, some guys still like to play punt categories. I'm not punting a damn thing. I've been doing this too long. I got over 20 years in this game. I don't punt. <laughs> That's a football ball. There's no punting in basketball. You just have to build correctly. But when it comes to Michael Bridges, I don't know what his round value is. I don't get into that. It's just a matter of who's on the board when it's my turn to pick. And does it fit who have already selected? Or is this guy a foundational piece to actually build around that's going to make it happen for me? There are just too many variables. I'm not trying to program you. I need you to be dynamic in your moment when you're on the board to draft a player or when you're considering trading for a player. Is Michael Bridges. A good player? Yes, he is. He's very good. He's still up and coming. Is he that guy that's going to give you first-round value, the guy? Slow down. And we'll touch on Jordan Poole right after the break. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. All right. So as I stated, as we were discussing, uh, three guys who are getting a lot of conversation uh, for fantasy this upcoming season, Anthony Edwards, Michael Bridges, and Jordan Poole, um, I asked you to slow your roll as it pertains to Michael Bridges. 
I think he's going to do an outstanding job for the Brooklyn Nets, but he may let you down if your expectations for him are very high. Patience. And let's see, with the start of this upcoming season, if Michael Bridges can deliver and pick up where he left off via the trade from the uh, Phoenix Suns to the Brooklyn Nets, okay? The last guy I want to talk about is Jordan Poole. Everybody's excited about Jordan Poole landing in Washington, and immediately we're excited about his points-per-game possibilities, once again, as if we're only playing with one category. Yes, Jordan's going to get the opportunity to shoot the ball a ton, but he's still playing next to another player who, similar to himself, is an NBA champion, and he was there first in Kyle Kuzma. Whose team is it? They have to figure out who is going to get the last shot. Tyus Jones is going to have to figure out who he's going to give the ball to. Coach Unsell is going to have to decide who is he going to draw the play up for. Again, will we run off and say Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole turning out first-round value, pump your brakes and see that Jordan Poole has not yet shown that he is that guy. He hasn't shown that yet. I know he, a few years ago he got the stamp and the endorsement from Steph Curry that he can be phenomenal. He, he's shooting the ball better than I did at that age, blah, blah, blah. But unfortunately, unlike Steph Curry, Jordan Poole got put to sleep for all the world to see. And I think we're going to have to figure out whether or not mentally he has returned to form. All right? So that's my thoughts on that. Is without further ado, man, I'm so excited then to open up the phone lines and welcome in the lead chef here inside the Sports City Chef Network, the one and only TP Timeless. Timeless, how you feeling tonight, sir? Good evening. As I say, you're going to like when it get dark, man. I'm all right. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good, brother. Just talking a little basketball We've been throwing around uh, some of these different teams uh, and the results from uh, Sunday and discussing a few players. But uh, now that you're here, I got to get you. I want to push back. Wait, 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 wait. I want to push back on something before you jump because I know you might leave it. I think Jordan Poole is going to have a, a blessed year this year. As much but, as I don't like how everything went down in Golden State and – I really feel like he was the next gun out there in the West. Um, the way that they have set up plays for him in Washington, for the games that I've seen, they've been force-feeding him a lot. Uh, he's going to be their guy this year. So um, Jordan Poole might be a, a an interest, interesting pickup, to say the least. Just, just to say the least. But I, I don't want to mess up what you got flowing. But I definitely wanted to say that because I did see some action. I did see some action. Well, that's what's up. I mean, I welcome that. I, I'm not afraid of the pushback. I, I was just putting it out there. Like, there, there's some some high, high watermarking for Jordan Poole in some circles, right? Is he going to compete to be the leading scorer or the second leading scorer on that team? Absolutely. I don't doubt that at all. I mean, it's, it's him or it's Kuzma. It's one or the other, right? 
So, you know, I was just trying to point it out to some of the people like, hey, man, when you got to decide on, you know, your expectations, you know, just slow down. Like, you got to make the pick. Again, you still got to choose according to who's there. If Jordan Poole's not there for you, you might not need to worry about it or think that, oh, man, I regret not getting Jordan Poole or this guy took him in front of me. I thought I had him. Hey, take Kyle Kuzma. Because to me, it's the same coin with two different sides, right? That's how I'm seeing it. Mm-hmm. Got you. No, got but, you. Uh, I just had to, I had to hear you break it down. I, I I needed to get the little soup. I needed the soup in my body. That's all. That's all. And I got to ask you this question, man. The middle of the night is tonight's preseason game. The Rockets on the road over the Spurs. And I got Amen Thompson having a monster game. I know it's this mm-hmm. preseason. I know it's this preseason. I know. But it's Amen in the OTE versus Victor Wimbayam. And you can update me. I haven't been checking my 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 updates and resources. But right now, uh, last thing I saw on the NBA app was Victor Wimbayama was listed as a game time decision. Like he might not play. Hmm. Um, with or without Wimbayama, what are your thoughts on this topic? Thompson is a monster. So <laughs> I couldn't wait to get that out. <laughs> like now, so let me just tell you that right now. Um, with the without Victor on the floor, I feel like uh, Thompson's going to get up and down the floor and, and make things happen. He's exciting. Is ever. Um, I think it's smart if the Spurs hit him the way that Victor been playing. Um, Victor is going to be San Antonio. Um, as much as I, you know, I, I wish the kid well. I just don't want all of that expectancy on him and he don't perform. You know what I'm saying? And now he came out here, this dude is 11 for 11 in the paint. He has not missed a shot in the paint. This dude is everything down there. He, for him to be seven four with a crossover and a jab step back, it's like wait, who did all of that? Like that's a that's a lot. That's a lot. This boy has a luggage, a bag. Uh, he has everything. It ain't. It, it's if Pop smart, Pop will rest him because this game don't mean nothing. But then again, Victor does need that experience to go up against a bunch of young guns because Detroit is young. With a lot of kids that fly up or down, um, they actually had Jaden Ivey coming off the bench too. Um, the Pistons are a team to watch out for at this point in time. Um, even though I've seen it close up with uh, the Thunder playing them a couple of days, but the, 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 it's not fair for me because I know I, I want to see more. But you know, Dagnall is doing the best he can to rest these guys, so it's like I couldn't really see the true competition of putting. Detroit in the blender because uh, the way the Thunder were playing, they were playing so electric that he started resting those guys early. But they are definitely an excited team to watch, and I think that would be a great game to watch the back and forth with or without Victor. But if Victor's playing, it's going to be – if Victor don't play, Detroit should clobber them. I am a big Thompson fan. I I can't preach it enough. And I'm not even a Pistons fan. I can't stand the Pistons. But um, – only like the one year, two thousand four. Excuse me, sorry. He's with he's with twins on me. We got the Rockets against the Spurs tonight. 
uh, who is that? Jalen Green, Fred Van Fleet, uh, Dylan Brooks, new head coach, Ime Udoka, uh, Alfred Sangoon. We got right, 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 right. I just got the teams all mixed up. I just started. You was falling on 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 sounding like on the Rockets, and then you mentioned the Pistons. I said, "Oh yeah, they hit him with that twin razzmatazz." Right, right. There you go. Um, the situation with the Rockets, though, I'm is Brooks playing? That's the one thing I'm worried about. He already got he suffered a suspension. They're watching that closely. I I, I want to see what Houston does. I know. Jabari Smith is still a problem, but um, it, it, that's the one thing that I know New Doka and them are going to do the best that they can to like gradually get these guys in and out of the game. I feel like this is definitely a a game, and this is this is tough because it's the battle of both Texas teams, you know, with San Antonio and Houston going at it, and I I think the uh, aura of the game will be there, but. I would definitely. Either way, like I said, I would love to see Victor out there, but it's smart to rest him because he he is going to be the organization. Uh, Houston has a lot to prove, but they still have a lot of young guns in Houston as well. Um, but nevertheless, I, I apologize for that one, Sports I'm caught up with so much Detroit stuff; it's not funny. <laughs> um, hey, you love your Detroit. I ain't mad at you, brother. That's a good one. I I I, I know because I just seen I just seen Thompson and this kid is a, a, a I, yeah. I like I like high flyers. I can't I can't lie. I'm with and you. I seen up, I, I seen them up close to person and um the the and they're twins. Um, yeah. I didn't see too much of the uh, the Thompson twin in in Houston, but I do know a ton about that. Uh, the uh, roster in Houston, though, and I, I mean, they have good, valuable names there. I just, I feel like they're going to be a year or two away from being that promising run that they want to have. With um, unless you don't can get this turned around now, and I feel like he does have the capability to get that done. They were just, you, you know, tonight will be a good test. It's a good like litany test to see how he looks right now. You know, up against a, um, a, another upstart team in the league. Absolutely. Um, I my concern is, is is similar to yours in that uh is Dylan Brooks playing? From what I can see, he's a projected starter for tonight's contest. I agree. I think it's absolutely wise of Popovich to rest Victor Wembanyama in a preseason game against uh, someone so notorious as Dylan Brooks. I mean, you just can't have this guy hunting balls, right? I mean, he like giving out gut shots, nut shots, hard in my oh, life with sports. My but I mean, this dude is wild, timeless. Like, I what know, is I, I Dylan Brooks really oh, on, man? He's wild. I like, I need him like play good defense, but don't play with Bill me. Like, come on, dude, stop it! Oh my god, it's it's goofy. I can't believe that's a discussion. That, that's not even a discussion. Like, but it's oh, what he does. God. It's it's Woody just I know. got kicked out I, I, the game I get it. I get it. Um, Royce, I'm gonna tell you the truth. <laughs> I, I I really don't want to do this for City. That that is the way I feel about certain players in the league that I hold it against them because they did that in their career. Marcus Smart, when he did that to Dirk, that that's my personal one. Like I don't when he did that, and I'm not even a big Dirk fan, but I respect Dirk's game. Dirk is a monster. When he did that to Dirk, I'm like, 
yo, you're corny and Dirk you know, if you a male, you know that fail, you like, Oh my god, no. Dirk did the fall like he was about to fall out. Dirk got his strength that was about to lay Marcus Smart out. Marcus Smart looked like a coward doing that. And then uh I don't know if you remember back in the day there was a guy named Julius Hodge out of North Carolina State. He did it while he was on the Nuggets. And it was like when he did it, they they kicked him out of the league. It's like nobody wanted him after that. And the king of all kings of this situation that, you know, I had to cheer for him at one point was Chris Paul. Chris Paul did it too. And it's it's like any of y'all that do that to a male and know yourself as a male, that that, that is a weakness. Like on a floor, like it, it try to, you know, gain some some type of edge in a game that just oh my gosh. I don't yeah. no, I'm not with that. It is crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. all that's all bad business though. I'm all for Victor getting the night off and uh we'll see what um the rest of the roster can do. There's some things to figure out. I think uh San Antonio's gonna have to figure out how things are gonna play going forward. This this season I got my eye on Keldon Johnson. How well does he fit in with this newly constructed San Antonio Spurs roster where uh just just two seasons ago he was the power forward. Now after last year drafting uh, Jeremy Sohan, and then this season you draft Victor Wimbayama, and you still have uh, Zach Collins playing some center and power forward there. They acquire or pick up Charles Bassey. You got Mamu, uh, Sandro Mamu Kelisvili on the roster. First and foremost, Kelton was an undersized power forward. He's really a shooting guard body, but he didn't have a shooting guard game. So he's got to show me, has he picked up some some wing type ability that he's going to fit long term there in San Antonio next to Victor uh, moving forward remains to be seen. Uh, but on the on the on the Houston side tonight, the reason why I picked them to be a lot is just more veteran. I think in terms of who they've acquired, who you bring in when you bring in Dylan Brooks, you bring in Fred Van Fleet, uh, you get Jeff Green, I believe it is is, is coming off that bench now. Uh, you got Ime Udoka. Uh, this team uh, has gotten rid of a lot of its problems. Kevin Porter Jr. no longer on the roster. Jalen Green absolutely ready to take another step. He spent some time uh, under the wing of Paul George this offseason. This Rockets team is going to be must-see TV, and it's not just going to be about athleticism and things like that, and then they end up with losses. I think they really start to figure out how to win some of those close games and push to be a playing team this upcoming season. So I got the Rockets uh, as far as that is concerned. Thomas, very quickly, man, we're going to pay some bills around here. Uh, stay with me as we go into this fourth quarter, and we're going to get right back to it right here at City Chefs Network. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. All right, so we're back. 
time. So glad that you stopped through, man. As we get into this last quarter of the evening, I got a couple of games for the fans out there, all NBA fans, man. A couple of teams that are going to be on the doubleheader on NBA TV tonight. First game is one that really hits home for your boy. It's the Philadelphia 76ers at the Brooklyn Nets, 7.30 p.m. tip time. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Battle Bowl. That's what I'm calling it. I'm making it up. James Harden, who knows if he's going to play. I'm going to wait and see. I know there's been talks that he may or may not tonight. He sounded like, you know, he decided to say he wasn't going to play tonight. If he's still in Philly, maybe he plays in the last game of the preseason. That's a whole mess. You can have at that if you desire. But when it comes to the Sixers at the Nets tonight at 7.30, you got to make a pick. And it matters who you're picking with and tell us why. I'm going with Brooklyn. Uh, The reason why I'm going with Brooklyn because I feel like they got more young guns to prove themselves that to be in the game. It's preseason, so you won't see – Embiid and Harden in the game long if they do play Harden uh, or Embiid, or both for that matter. I think they'll definitely get their 17 to 24 minutes if at best, but there's no need to force the issue uh, for a preseason game that, you know, a lot of us will want to see Ben and uh, Joel go at it, but, it, you know, in due time that has to happen. They don't need to rush it now. Um, but I do want to see what Ben Simmons looks like without all of the the star that he was supposedly supposed to have around him, uh, I think with his appearance or him coming to that team made a lot of a lot of them disperse at this time. But I, I feel like with all of the youth that they have back there for Jock Vaughn to get this thing started, I think Brooklyn builds off of that and, uh, you know, takes it to the Sixers as best as possible. The James Harden situation, I'm, I'm done with him. Uh, and it, it's going to bother me until he moves to another team. Um He's going to keep doing this like he was in Houston. He's going to force his way out the door, and then we'll see where he ends up. He's really trying to go back home with the Clippers, and I feel like the Clippers are just trying to make it an all-Cali team. That's interesting, but um, I wouldn't give Harden nothing he wants. I'm putting Harden on the, the you know, Rancho Cucamonga cockroaches. He's not, he not getting what he wants. I'm not I'm not doing that. You can just play semi-pro. I'm, I'm Mm-mm, no, I'm and I wouldn't even give him the the light of day to send him to Portland. I wouldn't even give him Chauncey Billups. I could no heck no. Like Sacramento's already got something good developed in there. I want to if if he went to a team, I'm putting him on a team that's really an upstart team, no championship aspirations. I make you start from the bottom and build this thing up. That's what you want. You want money, attention, and and a team that you could. Make all yours, and it, it it worked out in Houston when you were younger. But now that you're thirty three, thirty four years old, uh, we'll see if you can man the ship. I'm 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 done with the hard and stuff. I I really am. But I and I and I concur when it comes to the pick for the night. I'm rolling with the Brooklyn Nets. I'm extremely excited about this upcoming season for Ben Simmons. I think he's on a mission, uh, and the goal is to prove that. He is exactly who you thought he was when you drafted him, right? This is a guy who is touted as, you know, baby LeBron. I mean, he's like the banana, 
banana skin LeBron, right? <laughs> this guy can pass, rebound, and if he's adding fadeaway jumpers, like I don't need a three. Attack, get downhill, finish at the rack, get somebody on the post and hit him with the fadeaway. Wow. All he's got to do to compete for, uh, you know, and I know people don't want to hear this right now, but to one day be uh, fulfilling his promise and compete for, like, a, a league MVP, all Ben Simmons got to do is do a triple-double like Russell. He can go 15, 10, and 12 with the steals. That's it. And the Brooklyn Nets team is winning. How hard is it for Ben Simmons to get 14 points? Not hard at all. He doesn't have to shoot three-pointers to do that. All he's got to do is make some shots, make some free throws. He does not look afraid or scared at all. Whoever you thought Ben Simmons had turned into that did not identify as a high-level elite NBA player, that is not what you see this preseason. I know you don't see that. So forget about it. It's gone. The real Ben is returned. For the Philadelphia 76ers side, I mean, right now, like you said, all the conversations on Tatina revolve around James Harden. I'm going to just take it to this place for fantasy purposes. If you're trying to determine whether or not you should draft James Harden in the first round, I hate to say this, guys. If he's there, unless it's somebody that's better, I mean truly better than James Harden, you gotta pick him. You gotta take him off the board, whether you think he's gonna play or not. Don't be negative, Ned. You should expect James Harden to be ready to go for some NBA team. At worst case scenario, the Philadelphia 76ers first game of the season is Thursday. Thursday, October 26th. Still in the Sixers uniform, he's going on Thursday. He's not going to miss time. He's going to get those checks. He's going to put those numbers up, and he's going to maintain his ground and one out. That's how you do that. So getting to our last contest of the, uh, for for pick of the night, timeless, I got the Portland Trailblazers at the Phoenix Suns. Start time, 10 p.m., also on NBA TV. That's right. We got a double hitter in preseason on NBA TV. The young trailblazers, Scoot Henderson, DeAndre Ayton, Shaden Sharp versus the three all pros, all stars, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. Thomas, who you got? Tell us why. It's the rematch. It's the rematch. Um, this is a tough one, man. As much as I want to see eight and go off, it's too much. It's a, it's a lot for Phoenix. Um, even even if uh, Bill Booker and Durant played their limited minutes, seventeen, sixteen, eighteen minutes, um, Phoenix has enough on that bench to still overcome what Portland has. They just played a few days ago in Phoenix. Beat the living crap out of uh, Portland 
without these guys. Um, even though Aiton didn't play, Kevin Durant, Bill, and them didn't play either. Um, I feel like the Suns are still going to repeat that situation. I feel bad because I'm a big Chauncey Billard fan. I want him to succeed, but um, it is not working. It's not working, and he's in the, the wild, wild west. So he, this is the year that he's got to prove it, that he shows some, you know, progress, shall I say. That's the word I want to use, some progress uh, moving forward with this organization. Well, I, I think the Suns will do what they did the other day. Uh, in the Rose Garden. I ain't mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. I, I probably would pick the same way. I mean, if I'm if I'm betting tonight, I'm I'm still rolling with the Suns. There's too much experience. Um, all everything, all the boxes, as far as I'm concerned, talent wise, experience, coaching experience. Uh, I'm checking all those boxes for the Phoenix Suns. General manager experience, even. I mean, James Jones versus Cronin. I'm going Suns. Vogel versus Billups. I'm going Vogel. Star power, I'm going Suns, you know. <laughs> so, with all that being said, it's a sweep for the Phoenix Suns in this preseason uh, matchup. I do got two cents, though, I don't mind throwing out there as it pertains to Chauncey Billups. I like that you mentioned him. We're fans of Chauncey. We support Chauncey. We, we love what Mr. Big Shot did as a player. I like watching him on uh, NBA Countdown and, and his shows when he was doing that. And, and I like him as a head coach. Here's what I see. I see Chauncey is more of like the head player development coach who makes sure the talent is one, they're real NBA players. So don't get it twisted. If you're looking at the Portland Trailblazers roster right now, what you need to understand is pretty much everybody on that roster, Chauncey sees that he either already is or he has dog-like tendencies. The players on that roster, Right, they're going to be competitors. They're dogs. They have IQ. They have the potential to expand and grow that basketball IQ and be significant players for a long time in his league. I think he knows what he's looking for and what he's looking at as a player or as a development coach. But what Chauncey Billups probably is not right now, and where he's still growing, is in scheming, strategies, X's and O's. My suspicion is that at some point. Maybe after this year, Chauncey Billups goes from the sideline as head coach to be GM, team president, something in the office, and guess what? Wait for it. Light drum roll. Boom. I, Ron, Lou is pursued to be the head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. He's like, man, why are you you bringing up Ty Lou? Don't he coach the Clippers? And he's going to be with them when they move into that new arena? We don't know. That's why I'm bringing it up. They don't know. Steve Bomber wants to make sure that team is ready to put butts in seats in that new arena there in L.A. But Tyron Lou is a highly sought-after commodity. And I just got to ask you, Timeless, if you were, the owner of the Portland Trailblazers and your head coach and Chauncey Phillips says, I know a guy. I actually was under this guy in LA and I think he could help us chase championship glory. What would you say? I'm not having it. You sit over there and get that job done. I don't need to worry about a coach that has a job right now. I don't I don't I don't like that at all. 
Um, and the way that you make it sound, it sounds like Chauncey's doing the Brad Stevens situation in Boston. Um, and I didn't like Brad Stevens as a, an NBA coach. I think he was more, the, you know, better for college, but he did bring quality names into Boston at that time. And that's an interesting situation to twist that. But um, I wouldn't well, want to see him give up to, clean it to up. A, a coach that he's competing against. Well, let me clean it up for you. Here's why I bring it up. Because Tyron Lewis is in the final year of his contract as a coach this season. So this upcoming summer of 2024, he'll be a free agent as a head coach. He does not have a contract. He's in the last year of his deal. So similar to like a player, I see him as a free agent. I did not mention that before I pitched it to you. My apologies. So that's why I brought that up. Okay. Now, you um, still feel the same way? Uh, yeah. No. 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 If if the Clippers don't bring him back, then yeah, they, then that's something that they can visit. But if if the Clippers are entertaining that, let them try to run that system because there's a lot to prove in LA uh, for them to get to a, a Western Conference Final and win. And um, he does need his guns to be out there playing. But all of the, the load management, a lot of that falls back on him. And it, and does he bring that aura to Portland? If these guys start getting good, does he start resting players and then start feeling the heat of that situation too? So that, that's something that I feel like Portland is going to have to watch if they do entertain Tyron Lue. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and that's, that's what it's all I got. I think we had the, the end of the show for the day. Thomas, I want to thank you for coming through, man, chopping it up. Before we get out of here, I'm going to give my quick little closing plug. You've been listening to All You Can Eat Fantasy Basketball. I've been your host, Royce King. Come back to the kitchen Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. We got shows every day except Sunday. Check us out at uh, uh, fourcitychefs.com. I'm going to ask my big brother, my big brother, and this industry, T.P. Thomas, to take us on out. First of all, we have shows on Sunday, Saturday. We don't have shows on Saturday. I did a show yesterday, and he was there. Yeah, I said it wrong. So City. I'm mad. I'm mad that he did that. I'm, I'm, I feel like Michael Jackson bad in the, the subway, y'all. I feel like the, you're telling me he's doing wrong. He's doing wrong. Okay, but – um. I apologize for my little hiccup early at Sports City with the uh, the Detroit-Houston Rockets. I really feel bad that I got them two teams mixed up. I just got real hype about topic of <laughs> this dude is a flyer. So I do apologize, Sports City. Check us out uh, at least six days a week. Uh, Royce is actually at the edge of his seat because his Cowboys play tonight. Um, y'all stay tuned to that game because I know they'll be broken down tomorrow in the kitchen during the uh, free-for-all front office with everybody in the building. Uh, I'll try and be in here as much as I possibly can. I'm up and down in this doggone tri-state area. Please stay with me. Sports City got a lot of energy being burnt. But on that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs, Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs. Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the Sports City.